You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. It's our quote-unquote weekend edition of the podcast. Brian, what is up? Jake, want to have a catch? Let's do it. Opening day yesterday, why not? It's been a long week. Uh, it's been a long couple of weeks, I think, on our end of things. I hope everybody's enjoyed the podcast and, and the updates. Feels like things are starting to even out a little bit with the basketball team, and hopefully soon we'll actually be able to see Utah football on the field, live, in person. That would be nice. And uh, you mentioned it on yesterday's podcast the fact that they're going to allow up to 6,500 fans at Rice Eccles Stadium. That's the current plan. Let's be clear about this. BYU had that plan as well and then canceled theirs. But nonetheless, that's good news on that front. So we'll touch on some football notes. Also, need to touch a little bit on the NCAA tournament. How much money exactly is the Pac 12 and Utah by extension looking at with the stellar run that the conference has had? We'll weigh in on that. And also, we'll get you ready for a busy, busy weekend in Utah sports with our weekend preview. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. So let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for April 2nd, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah Athletics. My name is Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown, the brown bear in the chair himself. We are your co-host tandem covering all things Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us here. Uh, Brian, what do we need our listeners to do above all else? We want you to go to your favorite podcast platform. You're going to click a button there. That button's going to say follow. Mm -hmm. That follow is going to make everything in the world instantly a little bit better. So you're going to feel good about that, Jake. You're going to go to another podcast platform. You're going to do the same thing. And then you're going to go to all the podcasts. Okay, wait a second. That's out of control. (laughs) We just need you to to follow on whatever your favorite platform is. Maybe tell a friend or two. And then make sure that you come up with your most creative, uh, expressive, uh, descriptive, positive or negative reviews of us and post those on the Apple podcast. That'd be fantastic. We would love nothing more than that. Uh, One thing I have implemented on a certain other podcast that I host about a certain team down south is I'm calling it Follow Friday. I'm still workshopping the idea, but we're going to start reading these reviews that we're getting on Apple Podcasts. We will get to one towards the end of today's podcast. Give one of you special listeners a shout-out. So stay tuned for that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But, Brian, let's start off today talking about the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the Final Four playing out this weekend. UCLA, the lone Pac-12 team remaining as an 11 seed uh but overall this has been an absolutely incredible run for the pac 12 in the tournament prestige wise but maybe more importantly brian the money that the pac 12 has generated with the runs that these teams made in the tournament it's going to benefit utah in the conference for a number of years to come it is and it's a big story because it's really pushed the conference into the forefront in terms of what they've done in this tournament and it's given them a 
a unique storyline to talk about for the national media, right? Because you have a blue blood that has essentially assumed the role of a Cinderella. Yep. And what it's done more than anything is it's lined those Pac-12 pockets as they're getting their new conference commissioner coming in. One note that John Wilner made in his excellent uh, hotline uh, column was that they've made enough money this year alone to pay off Larry Scott and get him off the books for for good. Do it. Do it. Just cut ties, cut bait, let him go, get rid of him, and let that era be a bygone era as soon as you possibly can. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. But you're right. This is really, really cool to see what the Pac-12 is doing. And uh, this is going to be, I think, a lifeline in some ways for many of these athletic departments. We have talked about this for the better part of a year, over a year at this point. COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on every part of our society, especially in the sports sector, especially at the collegiate level. These athletic departments, many of them are carrying a pretty big debt loads. And this is going to affect them with the revenue losses that they suffered over the past year. But the nice part is this influx of influx of cash that the Pac-12 generated through this NCAA tournament run, it'll go a certain, I'm not going to go all the way to pay off the debts that these programs have, but it is a nice uh, addition of some cash that you can use. It is, and and if you want to know the grand total, so how it works with the NCAA is that because of this year, they will pay out over a six-year period a certain amount for every unit earned. If you want the breakdown, it's 2022, it's 340, 2023, it's 341, et cetera, et cetera. It goes all the way up to 360 in 2026 and then drops down to 307 in 2027. So altogether, that nets the conference $38,647, breaks down to $3.22 million over that six-year period per team. Now, you may be sitting there thinking like 3.22, that's not that much, but here's the real rub. You're still collecting from the other six-year periods yep. that the Pac-12 has accrued at that point. So you're basically adding an extra $4 million to your books over the next six years, which can pay for a lot of the financially heavy programs at any university that may or may not be on the chopping block. And for those who have been following along with the NIL NCAA Supreme Court hearings, there's a lot of discussion about Title IX yep. and programs like that. And so this all helps in, in a monstrous way. The, and the other part of it, too, is that you're getting $4 million this year to do whatever you need to do with it. Yeah, that Alston case is ongoing. We're awaiting a verdict from the Supreme Court. They argued in front of the Supreme Court, both sides, the NCAA and the Alston lawyers, earlier this week. Uh, I, I was reading up on that. They're expecting a ruling by the end of the spring before the summer recess for the for the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So we'll find out more about that. But this has just been a really fun uh, thing to see for the Pac-12, for them to see, make this run here in the, in the tournament. And I'm thinking that the Cinderella run for UCLA is going to end here in the Final Four. But nonetheless, it'll be an interesting weekend to see how that goes goes and of course like brian said man it's not always nice to have four million dollars seemingly show up on your porch and say here you go you're getting this for the next six years pretty sweet gig to have if you can accomplish such things yeah and it's not going to affect ucla or or the pac-12's bottom line at all if they don't win they're maxed out on on units and, and money so they've collected all that they could collect what i think it does is it generates a lot of interest in the pac-12 going into next year 
And that's where you can really develop some good connections. If you're the new incoming PAC 12 commissioner, you can generate more revenue opportunities because there will be more focus and attention on your program. If you're UCLA, now you can step into the spotlight for the PAC 12. And we talk about how this conference has suffered from lack of a star. And I don't think that we really need to have stars in conferences, but the rest of the world does. And, And so that's what you need to have. You need to have that 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 uh, juggernaut at, at the top of your conference, and UCLA will have a lot of momentum going with that and can capitalize on it. They've got another five-star recruit coming in. And so this all bodes well. And, and to tie it back to the University of Utah, the excitement behind Craig Smith, yep. it should be one of the more intense, more scrutinized, more uh, watched seasons for 2021-22. Yeah, absolutely. So plenty to continue to track. We'll do that moving forward here with the podcast over the coming days and weeks, obviously. We're going to talk a little Utah football coming up next. Does the lack of them not having a pro day, is it going to, I guess, hurt the program? And we'll examine that question. An interesting one that Brian brought up in our pre-show planning session. We'll touch on that momentarily. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, Brian. As you mentioned in the open, opening day for Major League Baseball was yesterday, so now you have baseball that you can even bet on, Brian. You can bet on anything at Bet Online, can't you? That's the whole point of it, Jake. We want to be able to bet on whatever it is that we want to bet on. I told people that they could bet on uh, you and I over the weekend how many cookies we eat and and whatever whatever crazy bets you can come up with, it's the end of the week. My brain is just dead, so I don't have any clever ideas. But the good news is whatever clever ideas you have, BetOnline's probably willing to put a line on it. Put the over-under on the cookies for me at, at half a cookie, and I would tell you to take the under. I'm currently... Um Let's put it this way, being uh, coached health-wise, and I have eaten no sweets for the better part of three weeks, and I'm telling you, I'm jonesing for them, but I've got to hold strong. So The but, universe has found its balance, Jake, because I've definitely taken up the slack and eaten <laughs> a lot of your cookies. Well, I will hopefully one day again be able to enjoy those cookies, but nonetheless, you can go to Bet Online right now. You can sign up for free at BetOnline.ag, but also while you're there, we make your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Free money from our friends at Bet Online for you guys to play around with on their website. Hit it up now, betonline.ag, promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you with the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today, the podcast, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, let's take a moment here and talk a little uh, Utah football. And an interesting note this year is that the University of Utah is not having a pro day. This has kind of been an annual tradition, NFL personnel, head coaches, uh, scouts, the like. They congregate in Salt Lake City and watch the latest crop of NFL talent from the University of Utah work out for them. But this year, Brian, there are there, there's not a pro day because there's really nobody that is available to be drafted from the University of Utah. What should we make of this? 
it's an interesting thought because in theory you want to say, oh, well, that's not a big deal because it means that you're getting all your good players back. And that's partially true. I think this last little stretch, the University of Utah has really tried to make sure that these guys are bought in to win a conference championship. And so in the short term, I think there's a lot of positives to it, right? In the long term, I think is where you have to kind of consider, is this really good for the program or not? Because what it does is it creates a backlog, especially with COVID and everything else. And you're missing a cycle where the scouts are not coming out to see your guys. They're not watching or talking about your juniors. They're not talking about your sophomores or your freshmen who are out walking around. They're not getting on scouts radars early. We talked a lot about Devin Lloyd and his candidacy for, for a draft pick. And it was the fifth or sixth round primarily because most scouts hadn't really zeroed in on him yet. Now that's going to change because he's coming back. He's going to be, uh, a junior or a senior, whatever you want to call it, super senior, super junior. I don't know. I don't even – What? It, it, I can barely get up and get to work every day, Jake. There's no way that I can figure out co- compliance on, on as well. But it brings up – he'll be a first round or a second round or, or a day one, day two type player, sure. and he's going to have plenty of attention going into the season, which is good for him. But you have to wonder what it does on the long term for the University of Utah. Yeah, and see, I'm not thinking that a one-year blip where you don't have any draftable prospects is going to hurt Utah necessarily because I think that most of the NFL understands what Kyle Whittingham does. He brings in guys like a Devin Lloyd, and they develop them, and you know that three and four years down the line that you're going to have just yet another bumper crop of NFL talent coming out of the University of Utah. Would you like them to have had maybe one or two guys so just the NFL is here at minimum just to check those guys out? Sure, but... I think this is going to be more of the exception rather than the rule because very rarely do you have a program where they just don't have pro days. That just doesn't really happen in this day and age. But I I think that... Utah will do a good job at maintaining those relationships. I know that the off-the-field staff, uh, guys like Jeff Rudy, have done a good job cultivating the relationship with the NFL, the liaisons, if, if, if you will. I'm not as worried about this, but it's just a unique, unique circumstance that the University of Utah found themselves in this year. It's Kyle Whittingham's reputation, right? That's why the scouts will keep coming back. They know what they're getting with him. They'll be able to play catch-up the next year. I also don't think it's a huge uh, circumstance, but it's one to definitely monitor and see what happens down the road because as these classes start to shift and change, and, and nobody will stay more on top of it than the University of Utah, right? But now the transfer portal opening up more and more, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with some of these guys and, and how the team, the ebbs and flows of the team change and, and whatnot. And it, will Utah continue to get the recognition? More than likely, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to f- suddenly stop producing NFL players. But will this little blip cause any kind of an impact on recruiting or something like that? It's it's just something to think about, you know, yeah. one of those. And it may or may not be because we can't watch spring ball and we can't watch the scrimmage on Saturday. And so we're really just kind of 
trying to think about things that aren't specifically football related. Well, that scrimmage is actually happening today, funny enough. Today. Yeah. So um, I'm going to... Again, get, Jake. It's okay. <laughs> a good Trust job me. keeping things straight Trust today. me. I, dude, I, I, I'm with you. It, it's hard enough to keep keep our heads on, it feels like. But nonetheless, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict a few things about the scrimmage because nobody's going to see it outside the coaching staff. It's going to be a close scrimmage. Kyle Whittingham will speak to the media later this evening if you want to listen to those comments. We'll have them for you on Monday here on the podcast. You can go to 1280 the zone.com we'll post those once we have them but uh let's do this brian predictions for what uh is going to happen in the scrimmage the super secret close scrimmage that nobody's going to see i'm going to predict that charlie brewer comes out as the top quarterback how about you i'm going to predict that kyle whittingham talks about uh, uh oh my guy my uh bryson barnes just one of those days jake um, I have a feeling that he's gonna he's gonna name drop Bryson Barnes at some point during the press conference. But yes, I do think Ch- Charlie Brewer will get rave reviews as he has all spring. I think he's really distanced himself from almost everyone else, not named Cam Rising, for the time being. Well, and see, Cam Rising, the biggest thing with him, obviously, is we're just waiting on him to get healthy so he can rejoin the competition. There's no doubt about that. But uh, here's the thing. With these scrimmages, it would be nice to be able to go see them in person. And had this not been in a a COVID year where COVID wasn't disrupting every part of our life, the media probably gets access to it. And I would have more than likely been able to go up and watch this and have a little more insight on it. But nonetheless, it's just how we're going to operate with things. So we will have to parse what uh, Kyle Winningham and the assistant coaches say after the scrimmage and quote-unquote read between the lines yep and and as we like to play the in our estimation game it's Mm -hmm. where we try to interpret what kyle whittingham is actually saying i think there's probably for me what i really like is going up and seeing the guys that we're not talking about yet the cooper justices the johnny fanaikas the devin kafusis you know guys who have maybe gained some weight that we've heard about but haven't been able to actually see you know i've heard that makai bernard is up to 200 pounds i want to see how he's carrying that weight and how it'll translate into the fall that's the part that we're kind of missing out on in media members that we don't and you're not going to spend 15 minutes talking to Kyle Whittingham about the fifth and sixth string quarterbacks. Believe me, even on a Zoom call, that's the most scary, intimidating thing on the planet. And without Dirk Facer around to get the to get Kyle in a good mood, who even knows anymore? Does he even like Trevor Allen? I don't know. But Trevor's asking the first questions now. Who knows? So it is a little bit of a – but it's a fun game that we can play. And, hey, maybe that's what we can have everybody do. Tag us at Locked on Utes. Tell us what you predict will be the uh, – the message messaging coming from Kyle Whittingham on Monday, or even maybe predict who's going to be on the podium with him. That would actually be a lot of fun. Please do that. Locked on Utes on Twitter at Brown Bear SLC at Jacob C. Hatch. Look forward to hearing from you guys and kind of what your predictions are for that. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will round out the show and round out the week with a look ahead to what to expect from a busy, busy weekend for the Utes across a myriad of different sports. Uh, A huge opportunity for women's gymnastics to get off on the right foot in the NCAA championships. Plenty more that we'll break down here momentarily. Before we do that, though, Brian, we have finally crowned a champion with the Built Bar Bracket Madness. And the winner is... Surprise! We're not going to tell you because you got to go to BuiltBar.com. You're going to have to check it out. And then what you're going to do, Jake, is you're going to order whatever flavor it is that won if it's available, or you're going to order a variety pack, and you're going to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off that order. 
Yeah, check it out, guys. Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bars that Brian and I have ever had. Uh, I think between the two of us, we have probably eaten, I don't know, our body's weight times three in Built Bars and or other protein bars in our life. Built Bars are incredible. Low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste like a candy bar. You will not believe how good these protein bars taste. You will be wondering how in the world they're so healthy for you. But take advantage of it now. Yeah, go to BuiltBar.com. Find out who the greatest of all the Built Bars is now and do it at BuiltBar.com or follow them on social media on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And like Brian said, while you're there, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Do it with our our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, are you guys ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Brian, it is the final block of time here on this podcast on another week of the Locked On Utes podcast, but it is our time to look ahead to the weekend. Uh, and uh, man, this is about as busy a weekend in terms of Utah athletics as I can remember, and they're all over the place, speaking of the different athletic programs. Everybody's trying to get the last little bit in before the end of the spring semester. April usually is a pretty busy month, but with the carryover from a lot of the fall sports, it is definitely jam-packed. We can start things off with baseball, Jake. They're on the road heading to Oregon, but not Eugene. They're headed to Corvallis to take on the Beavers. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup here uh, to see what happens because we all know that Oregon State has got a very, very strong tradition as a baseball program. They've won multiple national titles. They're nationally ranked again this year, but it's a huge opportunity for the is the is the Pingan Utes. Is that what we're calling them, the Pingan Utes? Is that right? Pingin Utes, Swingin Utes. Swingin Utes, okay. Uh, yeah, we're, vote. <laughs> vote. <laughs> Let okay. us know. Put a, we should pull, put a poll up on social media. There's no doubt about that. But nonetheless, it's a huge opportunity for them this weekend. It is. And and Oregon State is still the cream of the crop in the conference. 18-5 and five overall in the season, but 5-1 and one in conference right now. Uh, they're going to need some big performances from their younger guys who have started to head up step up and hit they're also going to need some good pitching which has been probably the biggest downfall of the team so far this season yeah that would absolutely be the case all right brian where else are we going we got women's gymnastics they are opening what is the salt lake regional as part of the ncaa championships they are the top seed here obviously hosting it uh, and this is a big opportunity because I think that this is a program who's got a lot of motivation. They want to go out and regain their status as one of the elite gymnastics programs in the country. Well, the way you do that is winning a national title, and that's something that Utah has not done in a little while now. They haven't, and they're in a loaded regional this Friday. starts at 1 p.m. Mountain Time today, but it is being broadcast on ESPN3. If you haven't already, you can try and get tickets from utahyouths.com. It, it, it is being held out at the Maverick Center in West Valley. But they're facing off against number 11, Arizona State, Easy State, Southern Utah, number 6, LSU, number 14, Kentucky, Utah State, and Temple in Arizona. Wow. 
That, that's yeah, that is a loaded bracket. And so they'll have their hands full as they're attempting to advance to a record 45th consecutive national championship. This is a team that has been as consistent as possible since dropping a very tough loss on the road out at Oklahoma. And they are primed and ready right now after winning the Pac-12 championship to take over and, and try and make it 45 straight. Well, that was yeah, man. That that field right there. And if you have an opportunity, are they doing limited attendance? Have we heard on this, by the way? In terms, they of are. Okay. Yeah, I believe it was twenty five hundred. I'll have to double check. Okay, on but that. nonetheless, if you get a chance to go watch it, that's some high level gymnastics you'll be able to watch, and that'd be actually a lot of fun to get out to if you're able to do that. Uh, some bad news with regards to women's volleyball, Brian. They had their match this weekend against Oregon State canceled. Man, it's been a rough go for the Utah women's volleyball program, and seemingly every other weekend they have had matches canceled on them. Yeah, it's weird. When you're good, I guess teams don't want to play you. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Due to an abundance of caution with regards to COVID-19 and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) <laughs> They've had a lot of bad luck with it this year, having matches canceled for uh, against Washington State, Oregon State. Uh, it had a home match or two canceled as well. Uh, and so it's a bummer to see their season end, but also kind of fitting that they were able to end it at home, honoring Danny Drews and Kenzie Kerber in their last season as seniors at the University of Utah. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, – okay, here's my opinion, Brian. Let me know if you think this. Is Danny Drews going to go down as the best women's volleyball player in Utah volleyball history? We actually had one of our followers ask us this the other day, and my response was she's likely the best volleyball player, but her mother is probably the best was, women's athlete. I was going to say uh, she's, got, she's got her own mother who is a pretty stellar athlete in her own yeah, right. And if you don't know about Mickey Barton <laughs> and her two-sport awesomeness, I think she was an All-American twice mm-hmm. in basketball and once in volleyball. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty legendary Good luck shoes. tapping that. Yeah, pretty legendary shoes to fill in. All right, Brian, what other sports do our listeners need to know about? I know lacrosse is on the road. They're at Boston, right? Yep, after a tough loss out at uh, Mercer in Macon, Georgia, they're on the road going up to Boston University on Saturday. That game will also be on ESPN+. Plus. It starts at 9 a.m. local time, so you can tune in and watch that. Uh, this is a, uh, a really critical game for them to to get back on track with and, and um, see if they can get that offense going in just a little bit more. Um, as they're kind of on an east coast road swing right now so they'll be back uh back on the east coast after this match on saturday april 17th to play virginia wow well they're they're truly road warriors there's no doubt about that for the lacrosse program all right brian any other programs you need to note here before we go just a quick update you know as uh uh softball finishes out a series with asu um, and then women's and men's tennis, both in competition as well. So if that's something that you're uh, interested in, go ahead and uh, check them out on the website. All right. Uh, as I promised at the open of this podcast, Brian, we're going to do, I'm calling them Follow Fridays for the time being. It's still a workshopping idea in, in terms of the name. We want to give you guys some shout-outs who have left us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I'm going to go with today, K Hall. 26789 and he says he titles this daily injection of solid red so here we go 
I love this podcast. I am a Utah Utes newbie, so the insight is helpful in building my knowledge of the Pac-12, the position holders, staff, and team dynamics. I also love the extra heart Brian Brown puts into all of it because of his clear love of Utah football. I really love that it is daily, and I love the ease and banter. This is just a solid listen overall. Thank you. Thank you, K-Hall. I'm tearing up here, Jake. I don't know what to say. Like we to, love them. Like to take the Academy. What a way to close the show. Yeah, it's been a fun week. There's no doubt about that. Hope you guys are all doing well, by the way, out there. Great weather here along the Wasatch Front this weekend. Get out and enjoy it. Spring has finally arrived. I hope you guys have fun doing whatever you do. And until Monday, have a great weekend. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for April 2nd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday.